Dark Days of Dorothy Gale contains content not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 20 Il Dyed, Part 1 The second day brought them to the gates of the peculiar city of Il Dyed. Upon arrival, the travelers found the city to be smaller than Emerald, but larger than Nitfis. The architecture was very western in style. That is to say, strangely American. The houses looked like houses that Dorothy used to see back home in the bigger cities, or even the suburbs of larger towns. There was a certain level of carryings-on as well, and the people, the munchkins that populated the city, all had a strange air about them. "'Winkies,' said Mr. "'What?' Dorothy asked as she looked at him. This is Winky Country, replied Mister. That's why these people all look a little different than anyone we've seen so far. Mister was right. They did look a little different. They were slightly taller than any munchkin they had seen before, and their clothing was nicer. They did not all match each other. Some wore suits and shiny shoes while others wore more casual apparel. Loose pants and untucked shirts with vests that were left unbuttoned. They all smiled at the travelers. Most of them nodded to them in salutation, and none of them actually spoke to them. On a nearby street corner, they saw two Winkies waving their hands at each other, making strange patterns with their fingers. What do you think? asked Mr. Seems friendly enough, doesn't it? I don't know, said Dorothy, with a slight sense of unease in her tone. It seems like a friendly enough place, but there's still something strange about it. It's quiet. I mean, for as many people that are here, it seems quiet. Too quiet, don't you think? Mister did not know what she meant by this, or how loud she thought the city should be, and just shrugged it off as he took in the local sights. Why, hello! came a loud, strangely accented voice from behind them. Startled, Dorothy and Mister both jumped a little and turned around to see who it was. It was a tall man, not tall for a munchkin or a winky, but tall for a regular man. He actually towered over Dorothy by a few inches. He was clean-shaven, with the exception of a slick handlebar mustache. His short black hair resting on top of his head was slicked over to one side and actually shimmered in the sun's light. He wore a slimming black suit cut so perfectly to his form that Dorothy imagined he had to watch what he ate just to continue to wear it so nicely. 
He had a small gold chain hanging from his left pants pocket. A locket, or a pocket watch, Dorothy assumed. On his feet, he wore two shiny black wing-tipped shoes, complete with white laces and white stitchwork. Dorothy looked him up and down with caution. He looked like the kind of man you imagined working at a 1920s carnival as a magician, maybe even a snake oil salesman. The kind of man you just could not trust, even though every word that came out of his mouth implied trust. Reginald is the name, he continued, and who might you be? Dorothy, Dorothy replied shortly and cautiously. Ah, Dorothy, such a pretty name. It is very fitting that it belongs to such a pretty girl, though it seems a bit old for you. Does it not? I get that a lot, replied Dorothy as she started walking away. Reginald, with a spring in his step, followed, matching her stride. Mister was still a few steps behind as he was taken in by this nice new locale. Can I help you with anything? he asked politely and somewhat pushily. No, said Dorothy. We're just passing through. But thanks. Oh, yes, just passing through. Seems to be the case for many travelers. Just passing through the city, the great city of Ildiad. Well, that's what we're doing, all right, said Dorothy. Just passing through the great city of Ildiad. Well, perhaps you would like a small tour of this great city, asked Reginald, still matching Dorothy's stride, which had picked up in the last few seconds. No thanks, said Dorothy. We really must be on our way. Perhaps a bite to eat? There are many great eateries in this city. My treat, of course. He smiled largely at the city's new visitor. No thank you, Dorothy replied. Where is it you hail from, my dear lady? asked Reginald. Dorothy continued to walk even as she looked at him. She did not want to answer this question. She did not want to answer any questions from this strangely pushy man. Munchkinland, she said begrudgingly. Ah, yes, Munchkinland, the land in the east. Beautiful there, really. Munchkins all in blue, and so happy to be... alive. Yeah, said Dorothy, unenthused. Something like that. Say, you don't look like much of a munchkin, though, he said as he looked her up and down. Why do you say that? Dorothy was still showing very little interest. Well, for starters... You are quite tall. Very proportionate. Not like a munchkin. His tone of voice and line of questions were beginning to intimidate Dorothy and make her rather uncomfortable. I get that a lot too, she said. I suppose it was bound to happen sooner or later, though, 
What with the munchkin war and all, out that direction, Reginald continued. Dorothy stopped in her place and looked at him. What was bound to happen sooner or later? <laughs> oh, that a munchkin would have a child with a gillikin, he said. Is that not how you came to be? I mean, it's just what happens when two races come together. A rather large person is born. Comparatively large, that is. He chuckled a little as Dorothy ignored him and continued on her way. Look, Dorothy said, as a young woman says when trying to ward off an unwanted suitor at a bar, we really need to get going. We have a lot of things to do, and we're in a bit of a hurry. Oh, of course, he said in a huff. You are in a hurry. Seems to be the way of the world these days. Everyone is in a hurry. Must get from point A to point B, and it absolutely must be right this instant. No one ever has time to talk anymore, do they? No matter how interesting the subject. I didn't mean to offend you, Dorothy said, regarding the insulted tone of his voice. Of course you did not mean to offend me. No one ever means to offend anyone. Without thinking of the other person, they just do it. Offend. Sorry, said Dorothy, her heart now full of fear and pumping wildly within her chest. She desperately wanted to defuse this increasingly hostile situation. She looked at Mr. for some sort of backup or support, but he seemed just as perplexed by her abruptness as Reginald. I didn't mean to upset you, which I clearly did. It was horribly rude of me to act the way I have since I've been here. Is there some way I can make it up to you? Hmm, replied Reginald. As a matter of fact, I do believe there is. <laughs>